Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this segment is all about the eighth house and what the eighth house represents in Vedic astrology. So please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you want to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, there is a wealth of information on the internet. And if you want to see your individual birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on chart. You can generate your own birth chart, see where the eighth house is, and maybe how many planets you have in the eighth house. If you're looking at the North Indian diagram on my website, wherever you see H8, that is where the eighth house is in a North Indian chart. So jumping in, the eighth house is... One of my favorite houses, I would dare to say that the eighth house is my favorite house. And the eighth house is not traditionally an easy house. It is a Dashtana house. And so Dashtana houses bring challenge. They bring obstacles and they bring suffering. It's a house that induces suffering. That's what it's known for. As we move through this podcast, I'm going to discuss why I believe that the eighth house is less damaging in modern day than it was previously when these traditional texts were written. Remember, all of these things were said from very traditional science, which I think is very valid. And we live in a society that is much different than it was historically. And I think that it allows us to navigate eighth house energy in a much more powerful and constructive way. So the eighth house in the negative sense brings sudden change, which obviously isn't easy to deal with. Sudden change, sudden ups and downs. It can bring challenges throughout your life. It brings the need for transformation. And so if somebody is not willing to transform or there are parts of their psyche that they're not willing to explore, it's going to bring suffering. The eighth house is the hidden mysteries of life. It's occult sciences. So yoga, kundalini, astrology, anything that revolves around secretive information is eighth house energy. It also represents research. Researchers can be seen from the eighth house. Albert Einstein, for instance, had a very powerful eighth house, constantly exploring these more hidden aspects of life, very eighth house energy. The eighth house also represents secretive behavior. So people that are secretive or have many secrets can be seen from the eighth house, which also gives a connection to politics. The eighth house is also sex and sexuality. You can see really strong sexual power from the eighth house. And also the level of sexiness can be seen from the eighth house as well. The eighth house is influenced by the eighth sign of the zodiac, which is Scorpio. And so this is where things kind of start getting really deep because there's an overall theme with the eighth house that has a connection to the serpent. And so Scorpio can be represented by a snake. Kundalini energy is said to be a coiled snake that resides at the base of our spine. And when we do certain meditations or certain practices, the snake begins to make its way up our spine, awakening our chakra system and giving us a spiritual experience. And so that snake is eighth house energy. 
anything that has to do with diving to the deeps, mysteries of life, like cult documentaries, cults in general can be seen from the eighth house, having those hidden practices. Now, it is a Dastana house. It's also a moksha house, which gives the opportunity for spiritual liberation. And so the eighth house brings upheaval. It brings sudden change. It brings transformation as the opportunity for an individual to grow and transform towards spiritual enlightenment. And so this is where things can be problematic. If there are areas of the psyche that an individual doesn't want to explore, it can bring issues. The eighth house represents the parts of our psyche that are investigated by psychologists, counselors, therapists. And so in modern day, we have access to so many different transformational practices. We could do a course online. We could study astrology. We could go to a therapist. We could seek counseling. All of those things are accessible and also not taboo. In traditional times, seeing a counselor is very recent. It's it's a thing that's very recently socially acceptable. It used to be like, if you see a therapist, something is wrong with you. Now I feel it's more it's much more socially accepted and understandable. And so it helps us navigate the eighth house energy in a way that's going to help us explore those deep hidden aspects of ourselves and transform them in a way that can be spiritually liberating for ourselves to grow and transform to be a better version of ourselves. And so if people are willing to do that work, if they're willing to look at their eighth house energy, explore the hidden realms of their psyche, even look at the parts of their personality that may be taboo, it's going to help them grow and transform and maybe reach a higher level of spiritual enlightenment. If somebody has taboo aspects of themselves that they suppress, it can result in a lot of mental anguish and suffering. And so I'm going to say, With eighth house energy, you can see powerful teachers because if you do the work to transform and change, you can then teach others how to transform and change. So powerful teachers can be seen here, Uh, powerful yogis, powerful astrologers, researchers can be seen from the eighth house. You can also see people who have extreme mental disturbances and act in psychotic ways. If there are parts of the psyche that people are not willing to explore or they've been taught to suppress them, it's going to result in something really negative, which is another reason why the eighth house has a connection to negative aspects of life. Let's see. So eighth house energy, it's also like therapist. So if you are a therapist or a counselor, you probably have a strong connection to the eighth house in some way working with the ups and downs of others, working with the upheavals of others. Something about the eighth house is that it gives us the power to investigate these areas of life. It gives someone the receptivity to be able to understand these high level topics that are very difficult for a lot of people in society to see and understand. The eighth house gives us the ability to do research into these really deep, hidden, mystical, it's also this mystical house and subjects, to dive deep, to understand, and to then teach people in a digestible way. 
people who don't have a lot of eighth house energy, they don't really care to investigate the depths. They may not even, you know, care to do a ton of research or they may not be interested in these more mystical areas of life. And that's completely fine. But the eighth house energy is what makes us receptive to it. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a strong connection to the eighth house. Even if the eighth house is empty, it doesn't mean it's not a strong house. Just throwing that out there. And so it is a Dastana house that brings challenges, upheaval, change, metamorphosis. It is also a moksha house, which brings that opportunity for spiritual transformation and change. Spirituality doesn't come easy. I think that that's something that needs to be understood because the eighth house gets a super bad rap because it does bring challenges. But the thing is that transformation and change doesn't come easily. No one would change if they didn't have to. People grow and transform because it's necessary. And the eighth house propels that for us. And so it's kind of like a birthing process. It's the snake shedding its skin, the butterfly coming out of the cocoon. And so the eighth house, if you have a strong eighth house, it's going to, it can bring the potential for a lot of positive change and transformation in this life. And so it does have that eighth house energy of Scorpio. Um, And in medical astrology, it is the sexual organs, and it can also show longevity. The eighth house can show death and longevity as well. Um, Something else about the eighth house is it can show work with other people's money. So working as a banker, um, it can show inheritance, inheritance through the in-laws, the repayment of debt. Something else about the eighth house that's important is that it can show humility, like being humiliated and a bad reputation. So it's very important to pay attention to that and being careful about what you say, what you do, all of that good stuff. And so depending on the planets that are in the eighth house, it's going to show itself in a different way. If you have the sun in the eighth house, it generally brings an enthusiasm for transformation and change. So you can't get enough of it. You love to change. You love to do personal work and you love to help others do personal work. These are the types, if the sun is well-placed, who do tons of personal work and then help others do the same. If you have moon in the eighth house, this is powerful for intuition, very powerful for exploring occult sciences. It shows a ton of intuition. Um, It can show borderline psychic qualities. If you have Mercury in the eighth house, it's going to show a great love of these topics. Um, A lot of depth when it comes to research, a lot of curiosity, always wanting to be intellectually stimulated by research. If you have Mars in the eighth house, this is what Einstein had. So a deep passion for research, exploring hidden mysteries of life. It can also show an interest around physical transformation and change. If you have Jupiter in the eighth house, it can show that money through in-laws, money through a partner or from others. It can also show a lot of luck in these areas of life. If you have Venus in the eighth house, this can bring sudden ups and downs in a relationship or a partner who helps you grow and transform. And the relationship may evolve over time. 
If you have Saturn in the eighth house, this is very positive for longevity, and it does show a great love of research and exploring the hidden mysteries of life. If you have Rahu in the eighth house, this shows the insatiable desire. So you can't get enough of these topics. You love exploring astrology, um, secrets, mysteries. If you have K2 in the eighth house, this shows that this is area, this is an area of life that you've explored many times before. So these topics are going to come very naturally for you and feel very comfortable for you. So this is my take on the eighth house. I hope that it was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga and schedule yourself. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.